You're listening to the Citrus Church Podcast. Now, here's the message. Hello, Citrus Church. This is Jared, worship leader for Citrus Church. Proud to be back. It has been a while. It has been longer than expected. The goal was maybe take a few weeks off, maybe take a month off. But as things go in a pandemic and with everything going on, things take a little longer than expected. But we're glad to finally be back and back doing the Refresh podcast. And with that said, I have a very special guest. You know him. You love him. He's the legend. He's not so much a myth because you listen to him almost every Sunday. Mr. Brian Johnson. Hey, it's Brian. And I am excited to be back on this podcast with you, Jared. It's been it's been a minute since we've uh, since we've done this together. Yeah, it's been what, since December, I think. I think so. I still remember us sitting at the table in my house. This was before anything was built. We had any space of our own uh, recording together at the table back in the good old days. I, I don't know if I'd call them the good old days. I kind of like having a space now. We can't fully use it right now, but I kind of like having a space. Agreed. So this past Sunday's sermon, it kind of spoke to me in a certain way. So Brian, I was hoping you can kind of give us a review of what we talked about this past Sunday. Yeah. So this Sunday, we kicked off what is uh, my favorite series called Finding God in Horizon West. And I've done it a couple of different times, but I always try to find new places each time and try to use it to find a way to, to look at our community, to find the unique parts of it and how those point us to God. And so this week we talked about the circleness, which is my favorite word that I made up, uh, the circleness of what the church is supposed to be. And so the idea that the church is a place that encircles us, it, it nurtures us, it helps us to grow, um, but it also challenges us and it pushes us to think differently about uh, who's in and who's out and the idea that that Jesus is the one who really broke down the barriers that divide us and invites us to break down those barriers with others. Speaking of words we made up, I feel like if you can spell it, it's a word. So, circleness, we can spell it, it's a word. That's right. But speaking of kind of how the church stretches us and pushes us to do new things and think differently, there is a story that we're kind of familiar with, and this being the Refresh podcast, I feel like it's a perfect place to, say, refresh this story. You like the way I use that? I do. So we're all pretty familiar with the Good Samaritan, I would say. But maybe if you're unfamiliar with the story, just a brief highlight. A man asked Jesus, you know, how can I get into heaven? And Jesus says, well, what are the commandments? And the man says, love God and love your neighbor. To which the man then replies, well, who is my neighbor? And Jesus tells the story of the Good Samaritan where a man was walking down the road traveling and he was robbed and left on the side of the road. Two men passed by, two men of the church, we'll say, and they left him there until a Good Samaritan, a person not well accepted by the Jewish people at the time, came by and helped the man and dressed his wounds and took him to an inn and gave, I believe, what, two days wages to pay for anything the man needed and jesus poses the question well who is the neighbor in the story and the man says well it's the good samaritan and jesus says go and do likewise and oftentimes when we hear that story we are, it's easier to see ourselves as maybe the two who pass by on the other side and often we're we put ourselves in the shoes of the good samaritan but how often do we put ourselves in the shoes of the man on the side of the road who needed rescue? The man who was maybe hurt, maybe he didn't know what to do. How often do we put ourselves in those shoes? And 
thinking of that and being on the side of the road, it brings a few stories to mind. So since I've been rambling on, Brian, I'll let you go first and tell your story, and then I'll tell mine. Yeah, Jared, I, I think you and I can relate to this story uh, on two separate occasions that are very much intertwined. Uh, and for me, the part of the story that that connects is, uh, you know, each Sunday for worship when we were together in person, we would, uh, of course, roll the trailer up to the theater, movie theater, we'd unload everything. And of course, afterwards, um, you know, with a team of volunteers, we'd repack everything into the trailer. And part of my process with that was after we did that and after we said goodbye to everyone, I would drive the trailer back to um, a church kind of down the road that lets us park our trailer there during the week. Um, the other part of that story that you need to know is that um, a, re a really amazing uh, older gentleman, some in our church uh, would say vintage, found out that we didn't have anybody or any way to haul our trailer a while back. Um, and he said he had an old farm truck and he would love to to see it used for ministry. So he donated um, a, a, like a 2000 GMC Sierra truck to us. It's a workhorse, but it, it smells like a workhorse inside. And, and we've never been able to get the smell quite out. Uh, it still lingers. But this thing does a great job of getting the trailer where we need it to go. Uh, but keep in mind, that's like a 20 year old uh, truck at this point. So. Um, it's had its share of struggles and we had packed it up and I'd said goodbye to everybody and, and everybody was gone and I was getting ready to pull the trailer back. And so I made it probably 200 feet away from the theater before the truck just kind of sputtered, sputtered and was out. And, uh, I'm, I'm decent with cars. I, I, I can get by with it. I, I even worked in a mechanic shop when I was um, in high school. So I, I know I have an idea of what I'm doing and I couldn't make heads or tails of that truck or get it to work. Uh, and so I'm basically just sitting there after church and I'm trying to figure out what am I supposed to do? There's nobody around. Uh, and so I just reached out because I know that uh, usually Jared's process is he'll grab a bite to eat and he'll usually sit at Starbucks. So I thought maybe, maybe he would be there. So I texted him. I said, hey, are you still nearby? And he said, yeah, I'm at Starbucks. And I said, the truck died again. Would you be willing to come and and help out? Uh, and of course, Jared said yes, and he came over, and kind of kind of offered up the opportunity to change whatever plans he had for that afternoon, um, whatever time that he had planned to help me when I was stuck on the side of the road. And likewise, kind of earlier on when I first joined Citrus, I think I had, it was about a month after, yeah, it was about a month after I had started Citrus. I uh, started out as a normal Sunday. At that point in time, I would stop at the Wawa on 50 and Daniels, and I'd get my morning coffee and my morning donut, and I'd head on to church. And I stopped, got my coffee, got my donut, and when I pulled out of the lot, the truck was just acting kind of strange. I didn't know why. I didn't know what I was hearing, but it's something feels off. But eh, I'm 15 minutes away from the church, from the theater. So I should be okay. So I make my way, I get on the Avalon, and it's still, uh, something's wrong. But I realize every time I hit the gas, I hear this loud noise. I don't know what that noise is, but uh, I should be, church is like two minutes away. I should be able to make it, should be okay. And all of a sudden, putt, putt, shake, shake, smoke coming out of the hood. 
I have to pull over on the side of Avalon, and I have no idea what's going on. I get out, pop the hood, and before I even have a chance to even ask what's going on and what am I going to do, I see a truck coming up the road with a trailer behind it. It's like, who is? Oh, it's it's Brian. Okay, perfect. I didn't have to call anyone. And he passes by, looks over, and he goes up the road a bit, turns around, and he comes back, and he's trying to figure out what's going on. I'm trying to figure out what's going on, and between the two of us, we still couldn't figure it out. But thankfully, he was there in that moment to give me a ride to church so we can make it through service that morning and figure things out afterwards. Kind of that perfect opportunity of me being the man on the side of the road and a good Samaritan coming along who... I figured was already at the church or still maybe minutes behind. So I know we all have those roadside experiences, but Brian, I think you have a, another story that maybe seals that point of us being the man on the side of the road and kind of finding that help in an unexpected place. Yeah. You know, it's interesting to hear that from the other side. Cause I mean, we know that story, but I don't think we really told it to each other. And one thing that occurred to me was I remember driving down the road and you were thinking, Oh, here comes the truck. And I'm thinking, Oh, hey, that looks like Jared's truck. <laughs> and uh, for me, it, it wasn't a very hard question of whether I should stop and turn around because in that moment, you're a pretty essential piece of what I'm doing. So I remember at some point later thinking, well, of course I'd turn around like I'm pulling a trailer to church. But the other essential part of that, more important than the equipment is you. Right. <laughs> so, of course, I need to make sure I gather all the pieces and bring them with me, those that hook up to the truck and otherwise. But but with kind of my story, you know, it, it occurred to me that as we read the story and think about this, that part of what it means to be the Good Samaritan is we have to be willing to to put ourselves out of convenience. Um, most of us are, for better or for worse, so focused on you know the the day that's in front of us, the plans we have next, wherever we're trying to go, that in order to be the Good Samaritan, we've got to we've got to hit pause on our life and our plans in order to meet someone else where they are, uh, and, and in our case. Jared, that meant, you know, you spending time with me for, I think, a considerable part of the afternoon just to get the truck uh, towed, the trailer unhooked, and then you dropped me back off at my house. Um, And so, uh, I mean, you never complained about it, but there's just that reality that just like in the story in the Bible, the Good Samaritan had to put some things on hold and kind of get past himself in order to be, you know, God's help to someone else. Right. And like vice versa. That morning, Brian picked me up. We went through service as normal. And afterwards, when we got everything kind of tore down and put away, we dropped off the trailer and we still went back to the truck, not even knowing, you know, what you maybe had planned or what plans you were putting aside. We went back to the truck. We were still trying to figure out what's going on. I had to call my dad and he was still another maybe half hour away. And you took the extra time to wait maybe inconveniencing your plans as well. And I think what this also bears in mind is that we can, we probably all have those good Samaritan stories of someone who was there for us when we were that man on the side of the road. And even being that man on the side of the road in the story, he was robbed and beaten. And in a sense, he was hurting. And I think we've all had those times where we're the man on the side of the road and we're hurting, whether that be, physically or mentally, spiritually, emotionally, or et cetera. And I think it's important to keep in mind, how can we be the Good Samaritan for others as a Good Samaritan was for us? 
so bringing that back to the sermon we talked about last week, last week where we talked about the idea of circleness, obviously none of us are thinking like, well, if I see somebody with a Citrus Church sticker on the back of their car, like I'm going to make sure to pull over. You know, <laughs> I don't think anyone's thinking that narrowly. Uh, but in this time, in this pandemic, I think most of us are probably a lot more separated. And so the way for us to circle and circle one another is really to kind of stay in touch. And, and even if that is just sending a text or a message to someone and just saying, hey, hey, how's it going? Like, comma, for real. Like, what's happening in your life? And just finding a way to reach out to the people, whether they're a part of our church community or not, but really finding a way to, to check in on people and because we can't see someone in, in, who's struggling right now. And a lot of the things that people I think are facing are not so much that my car stuck on the side of the road. It's that their life or something in their life feels like it's stuck on the side of the road. And so if we can reach out and be those people who encircle one another and, and find ways, even at a distance, to help each other get back on the road, I think that's what it means to be the church. And I think that's what it can look like to do that faithfully right now. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Refresh Podcast, the first of season two. Like I said, we're happy to be back and glad to be doing this again. If you haven't already, we'd love it if you like us on Facebook as well as follow us on Instagram. And if you haven't yet, please, please, please join the Grove. It is a great place to stay connected as a church. And I'll let Brian talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, the Grove is our our group on Facebook. You can find it through our Facebook page or just by searching the Citrus Church Grove. And the idea there is that we wanted to create a place that, that one, Facebook would recognize because, you know, with the page, you can't really interact. But we wanted to give people a space to meet others at the church and to connect with others. So the Grove isn't a place just for announcements kind of from this top-down approach. It's really, it's it's your forum. It's it's your place. If you see God at work, uh, you know, post that. If you got a picture that really sums up just something inspirational that you've seen God do, like share that with us. If you need help or if you find someone else who does, like share that there. Like let's make this our community circle together. So I'd love to just encourage you to make the Grove your own and let that be just a way to encourage each other and to receive help when we need it. And with that, we hope to see you next time. Thanks for listening. Make sure to visit our website, citruschurch.org. If you found refreshments in this message, share it with a friend. And hey, God loves you.